Hello, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I am Diana Ricciotti, certified coach of NLP, certified timeline therapy practitioner, business mentor, and the girl who went from corporate climbing to solopreneur, replacing her full-time income working part-time hours in her business while juggling mum life. But you, my friend, can call me D because I know quite literally that we're going to become business besties. This space is for you to escape into away from the crazy hustle in your business and life to get your weekly mindset fix, your business boost, your realignment with the highest and best version of yourself and your dose of self-development. All ingredients that I believe for a soulfully successful business where abundance and fulfillment go hand in hand. Whether you're doing the nine to five grind and dreaming about there being something more out there for you, whether you're wanting to explode your side hustle, or you are already a business owner feeling maybe a little lost, stuck or overwhelmed, this podcast is designed to speak to your soul. So without further ado, let's jump into this week's podcast and level up your mindset so that you can begin living your best life. Welcome to episode 18 of the Her Soulful Success podcast. I'm your host, Diana, and today I am speaking to a, wait for it, gorgeous singer, spiritual guide, coach, certified artistic vocology expert, and founder of the what I personally think is going to be the next healing modality to take the coaching industry by storm, voicefulness. Intrigued? You should be. Think of this as a form of yoga by using your voice, guys. It is so beautiful. We are going to get all the insight on the podcast today and this beautiful concept and way to transform your life from Alessandra Bosco, a dear friend of mine all the way from Italy. This woman is changing lives, guys, lives, and helping women return to their truth and remember who they are so they can find their voice and find themselves. It is so refreshing to speak to someone who is so authentic and is empowering women to shop authentically too in their own lives. It is something I am personally so passionate about. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hey girlfriend, do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice? Even though that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling. But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's a sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts. So you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. The ones I'm talking about, guys. Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes. I am so excited for this podcast episode today because I finally have someone that I can now call a business bestie all the way from the other side of the world in Italy, here to share some really cool concepts around building confidence and finding your authentic voice. Alessandra, welcome to the podcast. 
Hi, Diana. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, I am so excited to have you on. And I was going to say we're from Italy and then I wasn't going to try to remember and pronounce it. Where are we speaking to you from at the moment? Pesaro, Italy. It's like on the Adriatic coast, so I'm right on the sea. Oh, beautiful. And how gorgeous is that accent? I think it's, it's <laughs> going to be worthwhile listening to this podcast just for your accent today. I absolutely oh, thank you. love it. <laughs> Ali, like I know you. So me and Ali met in a mastermind by Savannah Hamilton, who I also recently interviewed. She's an amazing coach. And yeah. uh, so we spent six months together in a, in a mastermind. That's how we know each other. But for the audience members who have not had the pleasure of connecting with you on social media, could you tell them a little bit about yourself, what you do, and yeah, just share your story. Sure. Yeah. First off, I'm so grateful for having had the opportunity to meet you and all the girls in Savannah, and it has been a journey, and I am truly grateful for that because I think it has been a pivotal moment for me as a coach and as a singer. So, a little bit about me. I am Italian, born and raised in Italy, and I have been a singer and musician for the past almost 20 years. I have had the, opp the opportunity in my youth to study at Berklee College of Music in Boston, and that's the time I spent. I, I have been there for a couple of years in the US, I loved it and oh, Ali, and that's <laughs> yeah. a pretty big deal, huh? Like Yeah. Yeah. Because I actually saw that in your email. It was like alumni and I was like, the Berkeley like she's from Italy. <laughs> and then you yeah. just like put two and two together. Like you went to the Berkeley. That's a really big deal. That's so awesome. Yeah. I never forgot about you. Continue, continue. Yeah, yeah. It's a big deal and I am happy it has been quite it has been quite an experience and at that time I was I think I was 22 or 23 something like that. I was about to graduate here in Italy in sociology and I won this scholarship at a huge Italian it's an international festival that is held here in Italy. Mm -hmm. And so yeah, I had the opportunity to study there. I loved being there. It, I have always felt this big connection with the US for some reason. And none of my family is from there. So we're all Italians. So I don't know why I, ho I have always felt this uh, call from that area. Yeah. And so, yeah, I remember that at that time, I felt like I really loved singing and I loved and I still do love performing. Uh, live when it will be possible again <laughs> but I felt like for some reason I was beginning uh, to feel I was sick what I used to what I had loved up to that point which was singing mm -hmm. so it was like okay there is something wrong here why am I feeling like I don't enjoy this anymore I don't I, I didn't really like it anymore it felt like a chore almost mm -hmm. And somehow I feel like probably at that time I lost track of what I really wanted to do or maybe the why I wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. So I have to say honestly that Berkeley was very, I didn't see much competition or any kind of that, this hardening stuff that happens oftentimes in the artistic environment. 
not only of course in corporate as well but so yeah so i felt okay there is something missing and i cannot ignore that and most of all i cannot let this somehow pollute and ruin what is my passion what is my gift so what's going on here just to clarify Uh, you said that you were experiencing like behavior from people that you were surrounding yourself with that wasn't aligned with how you like your values and that was starting to put you off on your journey to becoming a professional singer yeah also that happened as well uh, during the years but especially it, it was something going on within myself yeah. so again there, there was a lot of collaboration a lot of enthusiasm around mm-hmm. so i had let's say i had all the reasons to be happy and thriving okay. but it wasn't yeah, yeah got it. so yeah <laughs> so i didn't didn't really want to fool myself into thinking yeah you're at berkeley you have to be happy these external obligations that we yeah. put on ourselves <laughs> and then then i began to dive deeper into the origin of singing so why singing was basically why it existed and the more i studied the more i was curious about it the more i found out that singing is a sacred form of performance so it's basically a way as much as dancing as much as all the body expression corporal expression that connect that used to be its purpose was to connect mind body and heart and also connect the mankind with the divine with god Mm -hmm. So the singer used to be a sort of channel between the dimensions. Mm -hmm. And basically the purpose was just to have in the same moment the presence of the mundane and the divine. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, and you can find that in any given culture. So you find it in, in India, you find it in Europe as well, you find it among the Native Americans. So you can really find it everywhere in Africa of course and so I try to go back to that dimension and actually singing has always been somehow a kind my kind of meditation my kind of centering practice because I felt fully present as I was singing I was there I wasn't overthinking anymore I was present within my body I was able to express something from me but also through me Mm-hmm. So I felt like there was this intersection of the two dimensions. Mm-hmm. Again, the mundane and the divine, mm-hmm. which is present in everyone, in each and every one of us. Yeah, so I started to study sacred forms of singing, such as mantra in Sanskrit or also in Hebrew, because also in that culture there are forms of vocalization that are, which aim is to, again, reconnect with the divine Mm -hmm. and so it's a spiritual practice that has of course religious forms as well Mm -hmm. but again it's it's really ancient and ancestral so it's something that it's in our dna and that's why we're so enchanted by artists by singers Mm -hmm. and we feel like sometimes when we hear a song or even just a basic vocalization we feel like what is that yeah. We have that that moment of revelation. Yeah, yeah. And often even look, when I'm singing personally, 
I don't know who I have that kind of influence on, but <laughs> I know that when I am listening to a song or something that I feel really connected to or someone's vocals, that it does, it, it is, I can see how it definitely can be a form of presence and meditation because it really does put you in a trance particularly obviously live vocals are incredible that's amazing mm-hmm. so tell, so you came to this realization that it is this spiritual practice as well and did that start to reconnect your spark and your why again wow this is why I enjoyed it so much and where did you go from there having that realization from that point on I made the decision to go back to Europe to Italy mm-hmm and also because i really needed to reconnect with our history of course we are in a country that has over three thousand years of civilization so you can definitely feel that it's like it's in the air so after some time when you are in a uh, newer country you also feel that so there are pros and cons in any given situation of course Mm -hmm. so after some time i really needed to reconnect with that ancient wisdom and I, again, I started to, I, I was already studying different languages and different mantras from several traditions. And I came up with a performance in which I used all of these elements. So there was a multicultural performance, but a whole, I was singing in Sanskrit, in Latin, in Hebrew what else in gaelic there were some lullabies from the gaelic tradition scottish and irish and so i also wanted to and this is for the performer self that i am <laughs> like for my, for alessandra the singer and performer mm-hmm. at the same time i began to teach because i actually started teaching voice technique before moving to boston And when I went back, I felt like I really love to guide people through things, which is something that I do as a singer as well. So we are somehow, again, messengers. We are able to show people something about themselves that they don't know yet or that they forgot. So I started to study as a coach. So I did all my certifications and I specialized into in artistic vocology, which is a form of study of the voice for artistic purpose. Mm-hmm. But so I was sure that I knew 100% how to use my instrument in any given situation. So from speaking to singing and I began to coach. So in different situations such as rehab communities, to universities and private clients so that's when voicefulness was born it was 2014 2015 i think wow that's incredible i want to point out that this is something that i speak to a lot of my clients about and i guess where i meet them is on the other side of that realization of not wanting to just force themselves to just love the life that they're living because they should just want to go back Mm -hmm. when we're at Berkeley and it should be something that if you're living a life basically at the moment that should look good and I'm using the word should uh, based on your like 
past conditioning based on the environment which you grew up in. For example, you've got a high paying job. That's what I had in the corporate world. Whether it is that you are doing the honorable thing or doing an honorable job and helping other people, but but perhaps it's not fulfilling you somehow or you're giving all of yourself and not filling up your cup. However that might look like, if on the books, on the outside externally, people are saying to you, oh my God, what do you mean you're not happy? Like you have it all right now. You've reached this place that you would have dreamed of being at at one point. It's so important that if you're still unhappy to not try to force yourself to be happy mm, and to no really listen to that gut feeling and that intuition. And I love that you went on this incredible self-discovery journey because I think that is what so many of us are afraid to do. We're like, yeah. ignore that intuition, ignore that intuition, ignore that part of us, ignore that truth. And then we lose ourselves and we start listening ex- and listening to external voices on what our life should look like. And that's where we, when we talk and I speak to particularly spiritual coaches that talk about helping you return to yourself, this is what Mm -hmm. they mean. Like really understanding yourself. I really love that. Now, fast tracking now. So you've created voicefulness. I want to know what does a typical voicefulness coaching session entail? What would that look like? Okay, so I'm picturing uh, yeah. singing here. Like, what will be expected of saying me if I jump in the session? Like, what what would I have to do? How would I use my voice? Okay, the whole thing about voicefulness is to find your voice, quite literally. So we do that in a, again a literal way. So we do some vocal practices. And there are also all the other levels to that. Like I uh, insist very much on integration. So we need to be very much aware of our body, mind, emotions, and energy, or we can also call it spirit. So we really need to have all of that. So voice oneness works 360. We we leave nothing behind. Mm-hmm. And we basically start with observing how you breathe. Mm-hmm. So our breath is our life force, basically. It's how we awaken our life force, mm-hmm. our prana, our life energy, which is located, and you will find this in the martial arts as well, a few inches below our belly button. Mm-hmm. So basically, I am like, yeah. I'm starting to breathe into my belly because this is something that I been diaphragmic breathing is something that I'm trying to incorporate for myself several times a day like I'll put on so I have a tracker from this planner that I bought from uh, an amazing mum blogger on Mm -hmm. in Australia but she's got these little cups of water so it's 14 cups and you cross them off so you could track them in your to-do list which yeah but above every second cup I've got uh, belly breathing yeah stop and take those moments because you just don't realize how much of your day you're not breathing properly or taking yeah. belly breaths into your chest so yeah sorry. that's amazing and yeah, also... so what up so we start paying attention to our breathing so understanding uh, where we're breathing how we're breathing and whether we're breathing correctly is that right yeah exactly we basically we have that kind of breathing in our sleep so it's something that our body already knows. And we are when we are in our mother's womb. Mm-hmm. So that kind of breathing is like already installed inside of us. So we just have to basically remember that. 
and make it conscious and use it throughout the day. Because we have to consider that like around 20% of our overall quantity of oxygen goes to our brain. Mm -hmm. So only our brain requires 20% of our oxygen, okay? Mm -hmm. The oxygen that we breathe in. So we really need to breathe correctly to have a fuller presence in anything we're doing. So it goes on, the thing about voice is that you see results in any given area of your life, mm -hmm. in, in work, in your relationships, in literally everything. We do that, we start with breathing and seeing how you breathe. So already when we are there at that point, we already see a lot. We see where if you have some, if you're stiff, if you are rigid in some areas of your body, if you have difficulties, sometimes people already get very emotional because they're not very used to breathe that way. And when you breathe that way, you recenter yourself. You go back to your center. Mm -hmm. From that point on, we start, we, ha we do a very simple vocal practice, which comes from Nada Yoga, which is the yoga of sound. Mm -hmm. Because sound helps you to literally heal your emotions. And by that, I mean that when we experience trauma, when we experience something that hurts us for a lifetime, and of course it happens to everybody uh, multiple times, our life energy gets stuck within our body. Mm -hmm. And with that breathing, with that conscious use of sound, we are able to heal that part. So we are able to let that energy flow again within our body, within our heart, our mind, and again, our energetic body. This is the very beginning of a voicefulness practice. Wow. And of course you can see that we also work on posture as well, because again, it's very important for people who are <laughs> here yeah, just I'm correcting my, yeah, my posture <laughs> is terrible because I'm just this lanky, tall, and I have been for ages, but I'm such a sloucher. And you know what? It, I actually start to feel terrible on days when I'm at my desk for a really long time, um, mm -hmm. creating content and stuff. I can feel like my energy is, it's like it's, yeah, stuck on the lower part of my body or something when I'm scrunched up or hunched yeah, down. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's where it's so important. I have to remind myself to get up and move. Yeah, absolutely. Do some stretches and stand up and just yeah. keep rolling my shoulders back. I'm so bad for it. So, Focusing yeah. on posture, definitely, I think it 100% affects my energy so much because my posture is so bad and I have to just yeah. make a conscious habit until it becomes an unconscious process for me to have my yeah. shoulders roll back. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Because our energy, our prana is like our blood, basically. So you yeah. have the circulation. And of course, if the way to its circulation is somehow, <laughs> it's not linear, it's not free, yeah. it doesn't circulate well so it's literally the same exact thing it's just that it's not on the physical body but it's on a more subtle and energetic substance yeah love that love it almost sounds like yoga for the voice yeah it's a, it's a, yeah exactly you say it's like a type of yoga yeah Practice. yeah exactly yeah. it's beautiful fact, Nada yoga again, it's the yoga of sound. So you use that again. Yoga means union. Mm -hmm. So it's all about unifying, reconnecting whatever was 
disconnected. And again, it's basically mind, body. And with mind and body, you also have the emotions, of course. And again, your life force, your energy. Mm -hmm. so yeah I have seen literal miracles like I have seen people getting out of toxic relationships after years I have seen people making huge changes in their work as well Mm -hmm. in their life choices in the way like I had a client who on the second session with me told me I realized that I don't use my own words I use my father's words when I speak yeah also i have had women who were struggling with their period because our fifth chakra if we want to think in uh, the vedic chakra system Mm -hmm. which is again one of the ways we can know reality there is no the there is not a universal remedy or one method that will cure everybody it's not like that so (laughs) it's really not yeah and uh, again the fifth chakra is directly connected to the second one which is our womb where our wisdom is where our creative power is especially so whenever we feel stuck in our creativity it's either there's either something going on here Mm -hmm. in our throat or in our womb in our uterus literally for Mm -hmm. us women For men, it's a little different, but again, it's always the second chakra and the fifth chakra. Yeah. They're very much related to each other. That's so beautiful. So you literally just answered the next question that I was going to ask you around the transformations that you can expect. But one that I want to go deeper into is something that I uh, know that a lot of women struggle with, particularly when I'm coaching them in business is showing up authentically because we talk about a lot of what I do and a lot of the women that I help are trying to be seen online for the amazing services and products and businesses that they've created but Mm. showing up online can be so daunting and scary particularly as yourself because we are always afraid of that fear of we have that huge fear that just completely stops us that is judgment right we're so judged but when we're showing up as somebody else being judged isn't as painful i guess when we're showing up as completely ourselves and we're being judged that hurts our ego a lot more do you find that a lot of particularly i know you might work with both men and women but do you find that your female clients struggle with authenticity and how do you help them navigate through that if if you do find that something that's really common yeah absolutely i think it's one of the main recurring themes that come up not so <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah no no not surprised at all and i'm not talking uh, from a pedestal either like i always say this because i this is something that i've struggled with too struggled mm-hmm. and probably still on certain days, like I'm a lot more comfortable in my skin and showing up as me today than I ever have been before. But I still have those days where I'm like, yeah. why am I filtering my language today? Or why am I filtering how I look or how I sound? Or how, why am I filtering the life around me and behind me to appear a certain way, to look a certain way? Yeah, sorry to yeah. interrupt, Jali. I'm just getting so excited. No, it's okay. Topic. <laughs> but yeah, go on, talk to me yeah no it's yeah it's extremely common and it happens to me as well it used to happen a lot to the point i was not myself Mm -hmm. 
And the good news is that it's okay. So it can happen, even though, even when we are on a healing journey, healing is not linear. So it's totally human to have days in which, for example, right now I'm doing this beautiful interview with you and I'm not speaking in my mother tongue. And it's a vulnerable situation for me Mm -hmm. because of course I feel like I can express myself to a certain extent. And so I would say that the main thing is about showing up authentically, especially today, because today everybody wants to sell you their service. They want to sell you something, they the cold pitch and DMs and all that stuff. And it, it really feels fake. So why being in that vibration, being in that frequency, especially today, again, in which we're seeing everything is being somehow shattered, all the fake all the whatever is not authentic Mm -hmm. it's there is no space for that anymore in my opinion Mm -hmm. so i really encourage people and i guide women especially in particular to show up vulnerably with which doesn't mean being private exposing themselves yeah Yeah. you don't have to share anything you don't want to share from your private absolutely not yeah no Absolutely not. Even because voicefulness is about boundaries a lot. So you really want to have very strong boundaries. And from having very strong boundaries, you're also able to be vulnerable, Mm -hmm. which sounds paradoxical to a certain extent, but it's just how it is. The, The stronger you are within yourself and the more acceptance you have for yourself, including all of those parts of yourself that you have been taught or that for whatever reason you reject or you want to change because even change is, I like the word transformation Mm -hmm. because change makes me think about like you didn't like what you were before. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me think about, yeah. yeah, And also fixing. There is something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. I have to fix that. Mm -hmm. Nope. Nope. (laughs) That's that's not true. Right. You just want to. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You just want to have you to be you at your fullest spectrum. Mm-hmm. And for example, again, for going back to your question, for women who want to show up on social media, for instance, again, first of all, ask yourself if that's how it if that's the way that feels aligned to you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that just because everybody's doing that. Mm-hmm. Maybe for you uh, can work better to post one video per month or in which maybe you're not even there if you want to, mm-hmm. or it works for you to do lives every single day. Mm-hmm. You really have to reclaiming your power and reconnecting to your inner voice again is all about knowing what's right for you in that given moment, mm-hmm. which is not going to be always the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to be, yeah, I'm such an extrovert. I want to show up every single day on Facebook Live, for example. Yeah. There will be days in which you don't want to do that. Yeah. And you have to find a balance between your schedule, mm-hmm. because we need that for uh, a business, especially if we are solopreneurs, and also honoring your boundaries, honoring what feels true and aligned to you. Mm -hmm. So it's not always 
easy, of course, but it's like w when you are connected to your intuition for s some something magic happens and you always do the exact right thing at the exact time. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's everything perfect. goes, yeah, all the pieces uh, fall together perfectly. Yeah, it's so important. What's coming to me right now is, as we're talking about this topic is I often talk about strategy implementation and that mm -hmm. women are given so many options in the online business world of which way to go in terms of how to build their business but they're all very similar and they all require a lot of yeah showing up as yourself or building a personal brand or creating a, a lot of content and it, it may or may not always involve you but at the moment going a personal brand is a really great strategy if you want to attract your ideal client however mm -hmm. you're so because it when i speak to clients it's important for me to teach what i have learned through marketing communication to be effective but it's not going to be effective if it's not in alignment with them and their values so if it is not this way i can only give you like a strategy or a way that i have seen works if it's not let's discover let's go back and that's find your intuition what feels true to you and it is yeah. kind of like i've had clients that have asked me should i do this because i personally watch these videos and i, I don't enjoy them or i don't really watch live so should i be creating them and it's a full multifaceted question because a part of me would say, consider who you're creating your products and services for in business. Are they for yourself or are they for an ideal client? What would your ideal client require from you? Mm -hmm. There is that place of service, but how you serve, sometimes you've actually got the next strategy. Like we yeah. are, I think the online world at the moment, we are constantly copying somebody else's strategy. Strategies are yeah. like hotcakes. Yeah, I'll give you 10 ways to grow your Instagram. I'll give ways to build 200 people into your Facebook group. But yeah. if we're only following somebody else's strategy, especially those that don't feel right to us, we might be sitting on our own breakthrough, our own strategy, our own personal, incredible, like authentic and unique way of growing our business, but we will never yeah. discover it if we only listen to external things. So I say that's so important what you teach. And I think it 100% would relate to business in that sense as well. Like, just really honoring what feels right and feels good to you and is in alignment with your values. Otherwise, it's yeah. never going to come out the way, you know, that other person you look up to in business has executed it because it was their way. But yeah, I absolutely yeah. love that. Yeah, absolutely. And also, it's all about being um, a leader or a follower. Mm -hmm. And you are a leader within yourself first. There is no way, no strategy no 10 steps no 100 steps you can follow to be or to look like a leader mm -hmm. you are you give that permission within yourself first so it's really all about being very unapologetic very also aware that some people will not like you mm -hmm. and the more you like yourself the yeah. more you accept yourself the less you're bothered by that because you know that you are going to reject people who are not meant for you who are not a good fit for you who are not aligned to you and your energy so they actually do your favor mm -hmm. going away like i'm happy when i lose followers on instagram sometimes i am glad because i know that i am like cleaning my aura yeah. from people who are not meant to be there who yeah. maybe are just there because they want to see my pictures and they send me hearts in the dms and i don't really i don't want that i want authentic yeah. connection that like put yourself 
out there. I'll send you risk. That, I'll send you that one DM that says, "Hey, how's your business going?" And when you're like, "Great, <laughs> thanks," you never hear from them again. Okay, cool. That was, that was a really fun conversation. Thanks for that. Please. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what the type of strategies that people follow and think are going to work. Yeah. And they're just so transparent. That's so much yes there. I love everything that you're about and everything that you teach. It is so incredible. I want to ask you though, just like turning turning a lens onto now your business. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that this is not the most conventional way to help people in coaching. Mm-hmm. How difficult has it been for you to attract your ideal client to find your people and to grow your business has that been challenging for you and if so how have you overcome that how have you found i guess your voice <laughs> and your yeah. and your people because what you do is so niche and i love that yeah i i guess how do you i i think when i think what i teach my clients is meeting your potential clients and customers where they're at so you are such a wealth of knowledge and so much theory and insight into this world and in history but people that are just needing you um but not knowing that might not resonate particularly with the theory or the knowledge or even the spirituality side of things sometimes that can be scary for people but they still yeah. actually really need you they just don't know what are some tips that you have if you've even breaking your own code around this on how to i guess be seen and what am i trying to say here relate to people that need your help does that make sense? Okay. I hope that question makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it took me a really long time to get that out. I'm really sorry, guys. It is like no, it's okay. 7 p.m. in Adelaide, and this time for me is like almost bedtime. <laughs> so my brain starts to go a little fuzzy. Uh, yeah, so I I would answer with the purpose, the fifth chakra, which is break free from other people's destiny. Mm-hmm. So we all very profound. <laughs> yeah, we all it, it's very profound and it's also very tangible. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes we think that, as you said, some people are scared from the spirituality part, mm-hmm. but it's it's not that if you don't address that, it's going away. It's yeah. something that it's something that you have because you are a human being. So it's not something that you can choose <laughs> to have or not. Okay, mm-hmm. so. I, I think it's all about really finding as cheesy as it can sound, but I know what I, I will explain. You really find yourself first. You really find your voice first. I'm talking about myself as a coach. Mm-hmm. And then people will just resonate with that because finding your voice means, again, breaking free from other people's destiny, which is your family's expectation, mm-hmm. what society tells you to be. Uh, those people who tell you, why aren't you happy? It's everybody's dream, but you're not everybody. You are you. Mm-hmm. So it's like when uh, in psychology is the individuation process. Mm-hmm. So it's when we go from feeling somehow we are not individuals yet. So we steal identity from whoever is, for example, our caregivers. Mm-hmm. We try to imitate mm-hmm. others. 
we blend to the point that we don't know who we are. And, and I think we all have experienced that to a certain extent, even in our adulthood. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, again, finding your voice means making that call, quitting that job, finding the courage to build your dream day by day. So I would say, just to answer your question, it definitely is an ongoing process. So it's not, I don't feel like I have, I find my ideal clients all the time and I don't feel I am where I want to be yet, Mm -hmm. but I know that's an ego trap, a very typical one. Mm-hmm. I should be here. I should have, I don't know, 100 new clients per month. Mm-hmm. I should, I wouldn't even be able to follow them because voicefulness is a method that I have created. So it's not like I am, for example, a mindfulness teacher. Mindfulness is a protocol. So there are hundreds, thousands of mindfulness teachers. I am, <laughs> I have created voicefulness. So it's something that I can teach as of today. I will be more than happy to train people to do that as well one day, but I wouldn't even be able to, to have those many clients. Yeah. Yeah. So again, it's really all about being very, becoming very unapologetic. I used to be extremely shy, extremely terrified by others judgment, Mm -hmm. terrified, literally like paralyzed. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it still comes up. Mm-hmm. In, in a milder way, much, yeah. much milder way, but it still comes up and I'm okay with that because if that becomes a problem to me, I am making it much bigger and I'm giving it power. Mm-hmm. So that's the whole point. It's like when you have those moments, you just observe them and you go, okay, today I feel like shit. Except that. Okay. Yeah. Like it happens. Avoiding or resisting like the darker side of you or the part that you whatever parts like this is something that I'm also navigating through myself in business whatever parts of myself that I perceive to not be good or not be right or not be successful I'm learning to really go why is that and why can I just not accept that part of myself to it and when I do when I'm like that's okay like today I was lazy (laughs) I wasn't inspired or inspirational or motivated or motivational. And when I accept that about myself, I actually really quickly, I'm able to release it rather than fighting against it, being like, Oh my God, I wasn't motivated today. How am I going to be a coach? And which then, which then expands, expands into other more suffering and more stress and more misery that can last in a week because I'm just so tired of being in my own head. So I love so important. And I also love like just a few other key points that you pointed out. I love what I think you were saying before, if I understand correctly, is you've come to a place of being aware that you're not going to be validated by how many clients you have or how fast your business is growing and that you're in full faith that everything is being like you're experiencing it the way that you're meant to and that in fact, if you did have over a hundred clients or you were completely booked out, that 
you're not ready for that yet. And I think that's so important for people, for women to understand in business, because I work with a lot of women in that first year. Sometimes we say we want these things. And I've definitely been in this position before where I was like planning to have more clients or I want more clients. I'm working towards more clients. But then if you look at my schedule, I don't have capacity for it. Or if you look at my systems, I don't have the setup, the system or the process for it. I haven't outsourced the right person yet, or I haven't, you know, created the platform in which I would be able to hold more clients, etc. So it's also important to like go really just observe why you want things. Is it because you think you need to want it? Or is it because it's truly what is right for you? Because I truly believe what I've learned, and this is something I've learned from my coach as well, is the universe is not going to give you anything you're not ready for. Exactly. And if it does, it's to teach you a lesson to not ask what you're not ready for. (laughs) Absolutely. You can put your goal to 100 clients maybe in three years Mm -hmm. when you will have trained other three people to do what you do. And so you will be able to somehow do that. So I'm not, I'm absolutely saying dream big, ginormous, but just, and do the strategy to that. So it's not just being wishful about things. It's about, okay, I want that. I want that Grammy award. All right. I have to do this and that. Am I able to do it now? No. Next year? Yes. Okay. Let's schedule that. And of course, we can schedule as much as we want and we we know that life has oftentimes different plans for us and again it's all about balancing that sense of direction that we have that clear vision with allowing things to happen which is basically balancing our masculine energy with our feminine energy we need them both yeah absolutely yeah i love what i live by now is yes i'm I require sort of a a strategy towards, I need to see, I need to play that from where I am today, how I think I'm going to get to my goals in business. I need to see, but it's impossible for me to know the exact strategy because as I grow, as I live every day, I learn new things. So that strategy is going to alter and change. But from my perspective, where I am, I always like to plan out some milestones, like how I know I have achieved the next step to getting closer to it. But at the same time, all I can do is focus on taking inspired action every day. Now, some days the action will be big, like I will achieve so much. It also really depends on what time of the month it is for me, but like and how active and energized I feel. But it will be like some days that inspired action will be huge. Like it'll be my whole day of inspired, focused energy. And some days it'll just be, that little bit forward, just that little tiny bit forward, just something off my list and and just be in full acceptance of that, that it's not always going to be exactly the way that you imagine, which the destination is there for you. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love this conversation so much. It's been so much fun, Ali. I really want, and I hope you don't mind me calling you Ali. I just made that. No, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I just need Do you to- want me to pronounce your last name in Italian with because it's Italian? Yes, please go ahead. Are you ready? Because you are Diana Ricciotti. Yes, Ricciotti. You Ricciotti. Actually, in Australia, everyone's like uh, Diana Riccardo. Ric- wait, no, wait. I <laughs> Ricciotti. They'll be like Ricciotti or 
is it ricotta? Rick, like ricotta <laughs> it's a lot of fun things. It's actually my husband's surname. I'm Russian and my surname, I think I've spoken ah. in this um, episode, is even more difficult. It's it's a Danichkina, which literally ah. sounds like it has chicken and dunny in it. So that was <laughs> for a lot of Aussie kids growing up as well. But also a lot of fun to pay me out with. Absolutely. I got a lot of great <laughs> Ali, what I wanted to ask you as we wrap up this amazing episode, just these two final questions I love to ask all of my guests on the show. One mm-hmm. is if you were to go back to the very beginning of your business journey, what is one thing that you would tell that girl? Something that you know now that you wish you knew back then? Something I wish I knew back then would definitely be you are so much stronger than you think and also you don't need to be strong all the time. You can ask for support, you can ask for help and please do because that's what actually makes you strong. Yeah. So... I love that. That's beautiful and so different to some of the other advice we've heard. And can I just say something really funny? When I sure. asked that question, you started with just you. And I'm like, me, you wish you knew me. I'm like, that is so sweet. And then my like, my big like head, someone just popped it. Like they just deflated it. Awesome. I'm like, me, no way. No one has ever said that. But no, I love that. That's fantastic and really great advice. And I absolutely do think that we going into this game of solopreneurship can be a really lonely place. And I really quickly learned that it doesn't have to be. And Mm -hmm. whether it is like a mastermind, like a group, like a sisterhood of women that can support and help you or actually outsourcing help is so important. Yeah, it's so important. So important. The last question that I had for you was, I am a bookworm and I love to collect a little list for myself and my audience members of the next credit that I'm going to use up in my Audible <laughs> Audible membership. What is a book that you have, I don't know, have had experienced an amazing mindset shift or has helped you discover something about yourself or yeah, just like a book that you would recommend to our listeners today okay i i would say one of the many could be by osho and it is with you and without you just writing that one down how do you spell osho is it o-s-h-e-r osho like the um, o-s-h-o the oh, Indian guru. Oh, sure. Sorry. Yeah. With okay. you, without you, and without you. without you, because it's a beautiful book about being whole within yourself first, and then allowing people into your life and actually making life together, like building life together, but knowing that you are whole already, and that's something I really wish I knew and was aware of in my early 20s when I was younger because oftentimes we feel like again as I said before we either feel extremely overly independent like I don't need anybody 
which is a coping mechanism for trauma, by the way. Mm-hmm. And, or on the other opposite polarity, we find that we need someone to make things happen. We need someone to feel whole and complete. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, again, integration and knowing that we are whole and complete already and we can open up and mm-hmm. connect to somebody else in our lives, mm-hmm. whether our romantic partner or business partners or friends, family, whatever that may be for anyone. Oh, beautiful. I love that. And I love that it is a book on relationships. We haven't had a recommendation on that before. So that is amazing. Now, Ali, your new nickname from me, where can our audience members find you? Where do you hang out most in the online space? And how can they find out about how to work with you some more? Sure. They can find me as Alessandra Bosco Official. And it's Oh my God! Should I spell that <laughs> the whole name? We're gonna maybe? put it in the show notes. I've got. <laughs> Thank I've you so much. Handle. It'll be in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, and you can find me like that on Instagram mostly and Facebook as well. Amazing. And if you want to know more about voicefulness, the website is voicefulnesscoaching.com. And I'm sure the lovely ladies listening in will absolutely want to hear more about it. This has been so incredible, so insightful and so organic. I have loved this conversation and I've just felt really aligned with everything that you're about. I love what you do. I think that it's just what we need. We need more voice yeah. So I can't wait for you to start teaching this on. I would literally yeah. do the modality. Um, I don't know if I'd be any good at it, but I would be, I'd be your first student. I'd love to share that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. To be good, to do what I wanted to just have to be present, just to be willing to transform. And you're That's the only thing you need. I think new forms of meditation are needed too because sometimes people just, yeah, maybe, again, if we're thinking about being true to ourselves, some people know that meditation is good for them, but for some reason it doesn't feel like their practice. They don't feel aligned with it. Maybe they haven't found the right meditation for them, but this sounds like a really great, opportunity to explore a different way love yeah yeah and doing it with the voice is so powerful because oftentimes we tend to go in our mind a lot with uh, let's say silent meditation let's say let's call it like that but with the voice so many people tell me it's a totally different experience because you are there you are here and now and you are totally present so we need more people in the world to find their voice because the times we're living truly deeply require that and that's no more procrastination and that is such a nice yeah. note to leave our audience members on i just want to say thank you so much again for being here today i could talk to you literally for hours i have really enjoyed this conversation thank but you. i think we will have you back sometime in the future maybe we'll do a voicefulness class over a podcast recording or something that would absolutely be i would love to that. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Yeah. That will be an, an upcoming episode. But for now, I wanted to say thank you so much. Thank you for being here. And to my audience members, I will catch you in the next episode. Hey, business bestie. Thank you so much for choosing to tune into the Her Soulful Success podcast. Don't forget to check out the show notes for all of the links, including my private Facebook group community, Passion to Profit. 
where I share even more free content, freebies, and live events for the ambitious business babe. If you loved what you heard today, you're going to love what I have in store for you. Everything from creating beautiful brandy, money mindset and wealth, nutrition for optimal energy and mood, to energy healing and anxiety management. I got you. I am covering like all of the things to support you on your journey to soulful success. So that you don't miss out on future episodes, don't forget to click subscribe and share the podcast with your tribe. If you share it on your socials, don't forget to tag me so that I can say hi and thank you personally.